Welcome to the True Face Podcast, where we discuss principles that help us live beyond the mask. My name's Robbie Angle, and I'll be your guide as we learn how to increase trust and experience grace in our relationships with God, ourselves, and others. Let's jump into this week's conversation. It's just taught us that everyone is limited, and I think just a lot of people choose to kind of not recognize the limits that they have, Um, and we've just learned, like, our limits are kind of like giant brick walls that we don't really have a choice but to face all the time, and facing limits every single day is challenging for sure. But we've also learned that God has never left us through any of the scary moments, any of the times where we wonder what are we going to do, how are we going to make it through this, how are we going to face this for even one more day. I am super excited about this week's conversation because we have a guest uh, who I know well. She has been a member of the True Face team for about six years. Her name is Allie Hotchkiss. She lives in Portland, Oregon, and she is an incredibly gifted integrator, operator. Her execution on details and systems is unbelievable. She's a remote team member and uh, has become a good friend. And I am so excited for everybody out there to hear her story and meet her and get to um, hear what she's been going through because it's timely with everything else that's that we're going through in a small dose with the COVID-19 and how that's affecting our lives. And so without waiting, Allie, welcome to the True Face podcast. This is exciting. How are you doing? Thanks, Robbie. I am good, considering. (laughs) Is it snowy? Is it warm? What's Portland looking like? Um, It's been snowy the last few days, but today the sun is out and our shades are wide open, so we get as much sunlight as we can. That's awesome. That is better than Portland rain. Um, So, Allie, I want to jump in. I I want you to give some context about your family and about your life, particularly what God has been doing and teaching you with the health stuff. But first, give us just general context uh, of what uh, of your family and then share with us um, your story of your health journey over the past few years. Okay. um, well, I've been married to my husband, Teddy, for five and a half years And we have two little daughters, one who is two and a half and one who's nine months old. And they are wonderful. Um, I used to live in Phoenix, and that's where I started working with True Face. And then four years ago, we moved up here. And so I've been virtual working on the team. Um, Yeah. How how old are you, Allie? I'm 30. So uh, normal 30-year-old... Uh, life with two little girls in the home, two and a half and nine months? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, I wouldn't say normal 30 year old <laughs> life, um, but now, I am 30 and I have two girls. T- tell us what, uh, how your life has been different than what you would have predicted or assumed 10 years ago. Give us some context and walk us through the journey 
that you've been on with with the health issues that you've been dealing with? Um, yeah, so 10 years ago, I think that I would have thought by now I would have like a great career and my husband would have a great career and we would just have a life that looks a little bit more like what it seems like everyone else's life looks like, um, a bit more traditional and standard. And instead we have a life that we don't really know anyone that has a life quite like ours. Um, my husband stays home full time as our caregiver for our daughters and for me. Um, and yeah, things just look totally different. I work virtually whatever hours I can do. Um, and I'm incredibly grateful for getting to still be with Trueface because it's incredibly life-giving to me to have this team and have this as pretty much one of my main connections with the outside world um, because we don't really leave our house and it's been like this for it's been to this extent for about a year and a half now so yeah things are different than the standard life um, I have a condition called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and I was diagnosed with that about a year after we got married but that diagnosis was 16 years coming um, at least it had been 16 years since I started showing the first signs but it's a rare condition and it just took that long until I was 25 to actually get an answer for what was going on um, and then in the past it's been almost five years in the past five years things have just decreased down at a very quick rate and more diagnoses have been added and it's just been mm. a journey that we didn't expect and anticipate um, but one that God has still continued to be so good during and has taught us a lot about who he is and how much he loves us um, so yeah it's been an interesting journey I, I didn't know anything about EDS, uh, Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, before we met. Um, I, I know you were a dancer in high school, um, but you said you saw indicators of, of this thing coming that was then diagnosed at 25. Give us Talk about the high-level progression of what that physical uh, change, what those physical changes look like over the years. I had a lot of pain as a kid, and it just kept growing. Um even as like a teenager and a kid, we tried to get answers when I was a kid, but doctors just kind of said like, oh, we don't know what's wrong, or it's probably this other thing, or you'll probably grow out of it, or things like that, but it just kept progressing. Um, each year would just be slightly worse than the one before, um, and it kept going and going, and I had to quit dancing, I had to quit doing a lot of the things that I loved, but I was definitely, I lived in the room of good intentions, I think, and I really liked my mask of being a high achiever and a perfectionist and everything, so I fought really hard to keep up with everyone else um, mm -hmm. and not let anyone really know what was going on. Um, I, I doubt anyone in my high school really knew that how many nights I would spend just crying at night because of all of the joint and nerve pain and all of the things that I would have to cope with every 
night after school um, because I think on the outside I just worked really hard to pretend that I could keep up um, until eventually I couldn't do that anymore and I didn't really get a choice. Um, so, yeah. Is, is EDS, uh, give it, how does it affect the body? What What is it? So Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, it is a connective tissue disorder and it basically, it's a collagen, it's a genetic disorder where collagen is made incorrectly in the body. So it affects a lot of things from like the veins to the organs, to the fascia, um, to all of the joints. So I can dislocate or subluxate almost every joint in my body. Um, even ones that you think you couldn't do that to, like the little bones inside my ears and things like that. So it's pretty widespread on me. Um, some people have it and it, they're not really affected that much. And then it's the spectrum thing. And I just happen to be a little bit farther on the spectrum along with some comorbidities that it caused, which are other conditions. Um, so it's turned into a really complicated thing that greatly affects every single day of my life um, and takes a lot of time and effort to try and manage and just get through each day um, and still have like a positive life with a lot of complications and scary things. And this got worse the past couple of years uh, since particularly the pregnancy with Ada. Yes. So having um, my first pregnancy was hard and I was very sick during it. Um, but we just kind of thought maybe this is a one-time thing. Um, we hoped that I would recover after that pregnancy and go back to how I was right before it, but that didn't happen. Um, but things still, like, I could still walk around for the most part and things like that. So eventually we were just going to have one kid because I didn't think that I could go through all of that again. Um, but then we heard that stall like that still small voice that was telling us trust me with this trust me with one more child trust me and I didn't want to but eventually God won me over and um I agreed to trust him with it and I definitely had hope that maybe that means the second pregnancy will be a lot better than the first one was um but it ended up being significantly worse. It made it to where I didn't have a choice anymore but to become a wheelchair user. Um, and I have not, my daughter's nine months old, and I just have never been able to go back to how I was even before that pregnancy, which wasn't all that great of a place. But um, yeah, it's been difficult trusting God through something like this and the last three years of our life really have been very difficult and um, challenging, but they've taught us so much and we honestly, we wouldn't take it back. We wouldn't choose to not go through anything because of how God has used it and refined us and the things that he's taught us through this. And also we love our little girls so much and mm. they're incredible. So of course they were worth it to us. Mm. So chronic pain, it, there, there's not a window of time that goes by without pain in this. And the wheelchair uh, um, has changed most aspects of your life uh, as, as your 
now a wheelchair user. What what else does your life um, give us some examples of what it looks like and and what it is limited in your day to day functioning? So we I'm not really able to leave the house very often. Um, it just costs so much that we leave about two times a month pretty much. Um, and it usually is like one or two hours at a time. Um, Mm. and sometimes even one hour out will take me two or three days to recover from how much pain it causes. Um, that's the cost. So even, yeah, it, it costs a lot physically to leave and to go out and do things. Um, so it's kind of like we have to sacrifice to be able to go out into the world and sometimes it's worth that price and then other times it's just too high for us to pay for us to still be able to have a normal functioning life on the other days um, and for me to be present as much as I can with my girls. So yeah, we don't really leave, um, which has been challenging. It's been a just a big change to adapt to a life of the four of us being home almost all the time. Mm. Um, My husband can leave during nap times to like run out and go get groceries sometimes, but then he has to come back pretty quickly because he is the one that physically takes care of our girls and I'm there to provide emotional support to them and just to be present with them. Um, But it yeah, was it was it, fun getting to visit you uh, a few months ago and just the the joy of in the home with um Aubrey and Ada and Teddy uh it's it's incredible to me because i i have fears of um limitations and unknowns physically uh of something happening that derails expectations and changes expectations and changes everything that we all assume um and the the peacefulness and the joy in your home uh, was such a blessing to me to be able to see, and because I I get to see your cadence every week, and um, it is that easy? Is it difficult? How in the world do you uh, have the peacefulness and the thankfulness, or does that come in waves? Um, to, what has this journey been like in regards to your faith and relationship with the Lord? I would say we definitely have days where it doesn't feel like that, or at least hours. Um, Some days it's really hard to have a life like this, and it definitely will affect us, or we'll just have days where we're kind of sad and we're like, we didn't choose this life. We we didn't know that this was coming. We didn't know that things would progress at this rate because the doctors didn't know either. Um, So... Some days we have those hard days, um, but in general, we have a really peaceful home, and it's just taught us that everyone is limited, and I think just a lot of people choose to kind of not recognize the limits that they have, Um, and we've just learned, like, our limits are kind of like giant brick walls that we don't really have a choice but to face all the time and facing limits every single day is challenging for sure um but we've also learned that god has never left us through any of the scary moments any of the times where we wonder what are we going to do how are we going to make it through this how are we going to 
face this for even one more day. Um, he's just taught us that you just look at one day at a time. We can't really plan much past that because things are very unpredictable with my health. Um, so we kind of do one hour at a time. But in general, it's taught us a lot about not worrying about tomorrow, not projecting too much or thinking about tomorrow too much because we really truly have no idea what tomorrow holds mm. um all we can do is just be present where we are right now and we're not in control god's in control and one day at a time he's gonna be here with us no matter what we face um we don't think that it's true when people say god doesn't give you more than you can handle we think that he definitely allows things that are beyond what you can handle, but it's nothing is more than what he can handle. So anything that feels too heavy for us or things that we just say, okay, we can't take any more. We can't make it through another thing. We just desperately need you, Lord. Um, he just shows up continually month after month, day after day. He's here and he's with us and he takes the burdens that are too heavy for us, um, which is really cool. We've learned so many scriptures have come to life, like my burden is easy and my yoke is light. It's really true if you just cast all of it that's too heavy for you onto him. All of those fears and all of the limits and everything, he's Jesus. limitless and fear doesn't come from him. So Allie, I, we've learned uh... a lot. I have been so blessed by your faithfulness and your thankfulness and modeling this stuff to me because it's like I look around and with the coronavirus and with the fear that is so epidemic uh, in all of our lives and and um, the uncertainty, the unknown from financial stuff to job stuff to fears for loved ones and the sickness and w how's this going to end. Um, this is so timely and so encouraging for me uh, because these these truths that you just said are so right. Um, and I, I am just thankful for you modeling that to me. And these truths that we can trust God, that if it's any time that we feel like it's beyond our ability to cope, it's not above his ability to deal with it. And so when I'm feeling the anxiety, when I'm feeling the chaos of what's going on in the world and our jobs and our families with everything going on right now, we have a father that is in control and it's a fresh reminder to trust him with the outcomes. And that is the light burden that you just said. And so often I'm carrying it like it's a heavy burden because I haven't worked the muscle to trust him to carry it. Therefore, it feels heavy, but it's light when he carries it. And if you you are incredible in your ability to trust in thankfulness and take it one day at a time, and just how you have built those muscles of trust and faithfulness one day at a time um, is so encouraging to me because I have not. And I see your faith and your 
optimism as you have been self-quarantined for a couple years and the the muscles of for trusting God with his peace and Philippians 4 6 saying don't be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus you are ahead of me in this and I am encouraged and blessed um, to have a model and, and to hear your story today. What do you hope as, as you look around and what encouragement do you give from this practice that you've been practicing for a few years for all of us in this time of kind of chaos and uncertainty? For one, we hold on to that verse that you just said and we repeat it often. Um, there are a handful of verses that have really helped us through this, and that Philippians one is definitely one of them. Um, it's been really helpful to just know that we don't have to worry, even though in my flesh, I definitely worry. I worry. It's it's very easy to worry about things and to worry what tomorrow will hold. Will we be able to pay this bill? Um what are we going to do? How long can we make it through this season like this? Um, but with time, we've just learned that he's always there, no matter what. This has lasted way longer than we ever anticipated that it would because we didn't see it coming. Um, we didn't know that things would spiral down as quickly and as hard as they have. But... We just know that he has not left in any moment, even when we're on our knees crying out that we don't know how we can make it through this. Um, he's always been here, and he's a deeply good father, which I don't know if I would have learned the lessons as deeply as I have if we didn't have to face all of this stuff. And I think it's really cool that everyone is kind of getting a tiny glimpse of an opportunity to face these fears and acknowledge them and give them over to God. Because in reality, everyone has limits. No one knows what tomorrow is going to hold, even though we can kind of hold on to the illusion that we do. But no one really knows what tomorrow is going to hold and there's constant uncertainty in our world whether we acknowledge it or not but god has not left us with the coronavirus with whatever each individual person is going through he's here and he's good and he can be trusted all right so You've been ahead of us. You've got a head start on this daily thankfulness, trust, uh, and with anxiety. And uh, I'm going to take this and, and meditating on Scripture and reminding ourselves of these truths on a daily basis to learn to trust God with the outcomes, to trust God with uh, our anxieties, and as the a father that is trustworthy is just a fresh reminder in this season to build faithfulness and muscles of trust that you are ahead of us on. Uh, Allie, this has been awesome. Thank you for joining. Uh, so we wrap up with a couple questions for everybody. Um, first of all, what is something in your life that's life-giving? Right now in this season with so much uncertainty, it's been really cool that I've 
found people on Instagram that I can help encourage and say, hey, we live like this already. Um, how can I help you be able to cope with this better? Like, here are some things we've learned. And it's been really cool that God is using us already having a lot of experience with this to yeah. help other people um, That's amazing. face it and stuff like that. It's It's really great that he's using it and it hasn't just like, gone to waste (laughs) what's the longest you've gone without not leaving the apartment um i know like last month i think it was 22 days until i finally got to go out and we went to the library for an hour or two and then had to come back crazy um yeah it's it has taken learning how to be like that because it's not my personality but it's my body so I'm kind of stuck. I I saw some of that stuff. You you had a cool Instagram post at Allie Hotch, A L L Y H O T C H. If y'all want to check out Allie's tips and tricks for quarantine, uh, the quarantine game, she's got some good ideas on there. Um, <laughs> next question: Who or what or what are you learning from in your reading, listening, or studying? Um, one book that I just read recently was Suffer Strong by Catherine and Jay Wolf, and it was a wonderful book that they have a completely different but still kind of similar experience in their life, and this is their second book, um, and there was this quote in it that really stood out to me and explained things well on what we've experienced and learned And it says, flourishing within our limitations doesn't come quickly or easily. It takes much practice. But in time, redefining our constraints as opportunities rather than barriers helps us expand our thinking in ways we never would have imagined otherwise. That's awesome. Limitations force us to look at what remains with more clarity. That's awesome. That is strong. Allie, I am so glad you are on the podcast. You do not like this kind of stuff, but you are amazing. I do not. Uh, Thank you. We are going to be moving towards guests off the True Face team, but with Allie on the team in this time of anxiety and uncertainty, she is who I learn from in my life about this stuff. So I hope this was encouraging, as encouraging to you guys as it was to me. And every other week we do this podcast on the off weeks, we've got blogs. Uh, Make sure you go to trueface.org. We are a ministry that is here to support you in these times with messages of how to trust more deeply in the Father and ourselves and others. And so go to trueface.org to sign up for some of that stuff. And uh, thanks uh, for the True Face team out there that gives monthly to help support the ministry of True Face, to equip people to experience authentic relationships with God and others. Because as a nonprofit primarily supported by men and women like you, please consider joining the team and giving any amount on a monthly basis uh, at trueface.org so we can continue to partner together to see a world where all Christians exchange their mask for the freedom that comes from trusting others with themselves. Uh, Thanks, y'all, and thank you, Allie. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks.